When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you so much for joining us. The music of EO Shirai. Shirai there joining us. Thank you, Welshie. Thank you, Lyle, for having my Very good day. Very good day, Tony. I would never want to deliberately lead you down the wrong path of getting someone's name wrong. No, no, no. You never would do that ever. Lyle, how are you? Uh, yeah, I've been better now that we're about to embark on, you know, six Another, weeks of lockdown. Yeah. You know, well, you two were teasing me last week. I would not. No, Tony. We were empathy, I think, is what we, we showed empathy last week, I feel. There's a word called empathetic. And if you take out the first two words, that's what your response to me was last week. Pathetic. Yes. Uh, yeah. You made fun of me. Not just on the show, in private messages. Yeah. And all I can say is, Lyle, how many holidays have you been on this year? You're going on one tomorrow, aren't you? <laughs> uh, so over... So four now. I was uh, going down to Phillip Island tomorrow with the family for four or five days. How many of those holidays have you actually gone on? Uh, zero. So had had finally cancelled over Easter. Um, my big... Japan wrestling trip in June and I was meant to be up in Broadbeach with some mates on a, uh, a quick little boys trip after I got back from Japan and yeah. Now a little boys on. trip? A little boys that come out wrong. Um, a, uh, a quick uh, boys trip after I got back from Japan and yeah so I feel the more that myself and yeah. Can you stop booking heard... fucking holidays? Yeah, I was about to say this that. It's clearly just... your fault. I'm the universe I'm... does. My... Yeah, not not me. Obviously not me. You're anyone that knows person. me, anyone that knows me knows I don't book anything. Uh, so my wife books it all. So yeah. No. Send all your hate mail to my wife. No, but you told her to book Japan. Your wife wouldn't have booked your boys trip. Uh, us. No. No, no, yeah. So, so uh, can you just stop booking holidays until we are in the clear? Until we are in the clear, uh, even then, uh, probably should I never go on be... another holiday. Oh, I, I, no, I, I can't. Well, if the world doesn't get its act together, I may never go anyway. Well, yes, I know. Well, we were going to go. We were all looking at going to uh, WrestleMania next year, weren't we? Uh, yeah, well, um, in Los no, Angeles. Scrapped, we'd scrap that. We're going to Japan. Yeah, we're going to Wrestle uh, Kingdom. So Wrestle Kingdom is also. I've also had the, so probably yeah five, in the end because I was going to go on Boxing Day this year. Well, at the Japan. moment, the only place you're allowed to go is the shops. So. And work. Yes. Well, yes. And if you live in the Flemington area, you get to see some wrestlers walking around the street. Well, they're not even allowed to go to the shops, the poor bastards. But they did get a visit from Uncle Pitbull. They did. <laughs> only, uh, they could only look out of their windows for one side. Did he, he must have went to the whole four corners like a true worker so everyone could get a look at their the, the favourite. I don't know, but he does not live close to there. He, no. Just passing through. <laughs> he may have. Just in the area. Giving out chops. They were hungry. (laughs) What was he meant to do? There was a Centrelink around the corner. Loved the interview with Guy Evans last week. He was a ripper. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, Definitely have him back on. 
when he uh, in five years' time. No, no, earlier than that. Announces his next project and stuff like that. Yeah, just a good, a good wrestling fan as well. So yeah, plenty to talk to talk to him about. All right, boys, time to catch up with our guest. He's an Australian actor and comedian. Would you please welcome to the On The Turnbuckle podcast, Tosh Greenslade. G'day, Tosh. Hello, how are you doing? Hey, he's, a, he's an author as well now. I oh, am, yeah. There you I've go. wrote a book. First of all... put on a list. First of all, uh, how's lockdown treating you? I believe you're in one of the lockdown suburbs. E.G. Melbourne. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. in that. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I'm, in, uh, I'm in Ascot Vale, so... Look, I, I'm, we're, we're expecting a baby in November. So we're already sort of trying not to go out too much because it's like, what will it do to a kid? So yeah. it's, it's largely unaffected is, is yeah. how, I would, how I would say my situation is. We are no different to how we were two weeks ago. I've it's got good some practice because you'll be locked down probably for the next seven or eight years anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can you send leave them alone at seven. I can send you some uh, links. I can send you some links to good home birthing uh, YouTube oh, videos. Help. Wonderful. <laughs> are you saying educational, Tony, or are you saying no, no, good no, edu- no educational? <laughs> okay, educational. okay, all right. Just in case, we never know with you. Now we've got you. We've got you on a wrestling podcast. Mm. Um, I would assume. <clears throat> I would assume that you are a wrestling fan. I am. I am a bit of a wrestling fan. Um, it's it's a tough it's a tough time to be one uh, at uh, the moment, but uh, I assume yeah you probably got when they're ready to speak uh, some women uh, due to come on and, and have a chat about that when things are less yeah, ac- a, active. It's definitely a tricky it's a tricky one because yeah. um, it's uh, obviously one where we don't want to be talking about it too much because it's not our place. And mm-hmm. when the time's right, obviously we'll allow. Um, the women of the industry to to tell their stories on our platform if they so choose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, these are it's a pretty dicey time at the moment. But in general, I'm a fan of the art form of professional wrestling. <laughs> How did it start for you? Um, I I reckon it must have been. I didn't come into it super early. Um, I remember that the my first memory of professional wrestling is. Uh, when we had wet weather days and they wheeled in the television with the VCR, <laughs> bolted underneath it into the classroom instead of lunchtime, my teacher had this one tape of Wide World of Sports that he would play every single time. And I reckon I, was, I would have been grade two at this point and it had The Undertaker on it. And I was terrified of The Undertaker. Like that, that just gave me nightmares. I was like, I never want to watch wrestling. If that's what wrestling is, wrestling scares me. There's a demon, <laughs> a literal demon in the ring. Um, and then I sort of, that was, that was my experience with it up until probably, I, I reckon I would have been 13 or 14 in high school. Um, and that's sort of right around the middle to the end of the Attitude Era is where I came in. And so, like, my favourite wrestler was Scotty Too Hotty. <laughs> You're probably That's the only the person who ever say that. Oh, in the world, <laughs> not just the show. I reckon Scotty Too Hotty said that a few times. Yeah, and then, and that's when we had we had Oddstar. So that back then as well, Oddstar didn't have uh, Fox Eight on it, so I had no access to Raw or SmackDown. I only had access to the pay per views, um, which I would video off off the Oddstar box onto a VCR. So I could watch them over and over and over again. And so I've still got like King of the Ring 99 and 2000 I found on tapes in my house. Uh, SummerSlam 2000. That, that is probably one of my favourite pay-per-views of all time. Um, and just, yeah, my friend who had a dad that lived, hey dad, his dad, lived in... Um, <laughs> Don't lived, say hey dad. <laughs> lived in... Um, in Melbourne, and he had Foxtel. And so he was able to, like, tape the occasional Raw and SmackDown for me and bring them down to me. Until eventually, Fox 8 got picked up on Star, and you could start watching it. And, and then I fell away from it again. So sort of in the middle of, oh, God, I reckon all the ruthless aggression era, I reckon I missed. Um, and then I got back into it. Uh, 
because I started working at Foxtel and I got free Foxtel. And then I was watching WWE and TNA. Um, and then I fell away from it again because it was a very dark time. Very <laughs> bad. bad. <laughs> very bad wrestling. Um, but I still wanted to sort of watch wrestling. And, and I'd always known about Japanese wrestling um, and always gone, oh, that's just boring. They just hit each other with a thousand moves there's no story there's nothing around it and then eventually somebody wins with a clothesline which look does happen sometimes um but then i started watching a bit of like i downloaded a bit i was like oh hang on no this is what i've been wanting um and so that's sort of yeah i've sort of moved more into being a fan of japanese wrestling rather than american in the last five or six years i reckon um and with a bit of death match in there as well. Well, you've attended uh, at least the last couple of Wrestle Kingdoms. I last three. Last three. Yes. Um, friend of friend of the show. Oh, there we are, Scotty Two Body. <laughs> <laughs> now it's not a visual media thing. <laughs> um, now, Lyle and I have both done Wrestle Kingdom. Um, for those that haven't, uh, explain what that weekend or that few days in Tokyo is like. Oh, it's about, I reckon it's about a week and a half to two weeks even because last year is the only year I've gone without a girlfriend. Uh, and I would so say... Choice I, or? I Oh, yeah. Her choice, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, so last year I would say I probably went to too many shows. Um, I think I hit the limit of too many shows. It's basically WrestleMania weekend. Uh, but stretched over probably two weeks, one to two weeks. Um, and there's two or three shows on every day around the one big show at the Tokyo Dome, um, which is New Japan's version of uh, WrestleMania, basically. But it's... And, yeah, and it's a, it's a crazy time. And basically being a gaijin, a foreigner in Tokyo at that time, uh, randoms love making conversation with you, which is... Uh, yeah. For me, one of my greatest fears. Well, last, uh, this year, uh, this year after I left, I went down to Osaka and every place I went, they were like, why are you here? What are you doing here? And I speak a little bit of Japanese, not, not well, um, but I would say, oh, I'm here to watch professional wrestling. And this year was Liger's retirement and everybody. So normally when you talk to Japanese people about wrestling, they're like, oh yeah, you came for, what, for, for wrestling, cool. This year, everyone was like, oh, Liger's retirement. You're like, yeah, Liger. <laughs> and I went to some random restaurant. And this guy was like, yeah, Liger was my favorite wrestler growing up. And then the, the waiter there was just randomly, she just went, oh, yeah, I've met Tenzan like eight times. And I was like, what? It's <laughs> like, I don't watch wrestling, but I've met Tenzan eight times. It's like, cool, that's a good story. <laughs> Did you get to the wrestling bar in Osaka? No, I didn't. I think Mikey, who runs MCW, he was there before me and he went. Yes, I was there with him. Uh, interesting place. Oh, yeah. uh, they're basically very rude to us until they <laughs> found out that Mikey owned MCW and then it all turned around. To be fair, I think that's most people's experience with Mikey. They're quite rude to him <laughs> until they find out. It, now, it Tosh, didn't can, change. Tosh, can I introduce Lyle to you? You're probably wondering why we've got this bloke online that's just lying on a bed and hasn't said an absolute word. <laughs> my HBK impersonation. Not a very good one. No, of course not. After the soldiers beat him up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, were you planning or are you still planning on going to the this year's or next year's? The no. upcoming Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. <laughs> I don't think we'll be able to go. No. We've been talking about it because we've got this little group. So there's a little gang of us that have gone, that, that we've all gone the last uh, three years. And we have been talking about it. But firstly, I'll have a new child, uh, like mm. a one-month-old a one son, which to, to leave him to go and watch wrestling, I think it sets a bit of a bad precedent. Mm. Um, Especially when I say, well, Richmond players are not even playing their sport to be fathers. It's yeah. going to be a tough ask to then ask to go watch wrestling. Yeah. I do intend to take him when he's old enough. So when he's probably four. Um, put little him 13 on, months. Take him, in, take him into the Tokyo Dome. Um, maybe not to Shinkiba to watch 
Big Japan Deathmatch, which I took <laughs> my girlfriend, who was a very new, a very new uh, initiate to the world of wrestling, took her out to see King Death was the name of the card. Um, and it had one of the matches was a Sicilian lemon death match where they did the skewer spot where you poke a skewer all the way oh. through, like from one cheek out the other. And then they got cut lemons and stuck them on like a kebab. Oh. <laughs> and we sat front row for that as well. So she's there. They come around. She, if, you can, if you get a chance, the one thing, the one wrestling thing I would say to do in Japan, even possibly over the Tokyo Dome, if you get a chance to go, go to see a Big Japan Deathmatch show at Shinkiba First Ring. It's just a, a shed in the middle of nowhere, uh, like it's on the outskirts of, Japan, of, uh, of Tokyo. You go out there, you, you spend about an hour on the train to get there. You get off, walk down, and there's just wrestlers selling hot sake and eggs out the side of this shed. And then you go in and they smash each other with glass and barbed wire and uh, <laughs> light tubes go everywhere. And they, if you're sitting front row, they'll come around and give you a bin bag before it, which you can use to cover your eyes against the broken glass. <laughs> and halfway through this one, uh, I said to my girlfriend, I was like, oh, have a, look at the, um, have a look at your bin bag. And she looked down and it was literally just spotted with blood. Like, this is a good place to take you. I'm not sure Lyle would cope. Uh, no, I... Uh... My trip there, I, I went there to an independent show and then I think it was three days later, Big Japan were running there and I was like, no, nah, that's going to be too close for me for that. I'm a, I watch through my fingers for death matches. Yeah. They, um, yeah. Gives me a lot of anxiety. Well, this one, this, this card, Mikey came with us um, and we we're like, do, we, do you want us to get you a front row ticket as well? I was like, no, I'm sitting up the back. I'm sitting up the back. I'm sitting up the back. And we're like, come on, sit down the front with us at least. Like, be part of it. And he's like, no, I'm afraid of it. So he sat up the back and then uh, Leatherface was on the car. <laughs> just a Texas Chainsaw Massacre gimmick. Basically, yeah. he comes out with a chainsaw and then runs into the audience with it. He came out of the curtain, ran straight up the back to where Mikey was sitting, <laughs> running a chainsaw at his feet. Didn't come near us at all. Oh, Lord. Sounds Perfect, fine. perfectly safe. Yeah. Oh no, I don't think I don't think the I think it's like how they uh, Terry Funk used to do with Chainsaw Charlie when they did it properly. I think they take the chain off the chainsaw, so it can't oh, kill so. anyone. It does fill Still the loud. room. It does fill the shed with carbon monoxide, though. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a very small room. Yeah. Although it's full of uh, like poisonous dust from all the light tubes that get smashed. So. Mm. Which, um, I mean, that's most BCW shows as well, so. <laughs> um, you're involved heavily with WrestleBrainia and yes. you probably appeared on more WrestleBrainia shows than anybody else. How did uh, that come about? Um, I just got chatting to Jeff, who runs it. Um, I can't remember why. He's, he's just a wrestling fan and just met him at some point and we were just talking. It was like, do you want to do a WrestleBrainia? And I did one um, and went to a bunch of other ones because I really enjoyed it. Um, and then I went up to Sydney for the Sydney Fringe last year um, and did a run with uh, all those guys, all the PWA guys up there. Um, and we were supposed to be doing it for, uh, for the comedy festival this year, but the entire world shut down instead. Mm -hmm. So I think we're trying to bring it back at some point later this year. Not sure exactly when, but if you, if you go on the, the Facebook or the Twitter or the Instagram, I'm sure that'll pop up as soon as we're allowed to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really fun show. Like it's, it's basically Spicks and Specs, but with wrestling. Yeah, that's a good explanation. Um, who's been your favourite guest on the show you've worked? Well, probably that's the wrong way to say it. Who's um, born for that stage, that, uh, that WrestleBrainia stage? Maddie Wahlberg is terrifying. Uh, a genuinely terrifying man. I don't think he knows how to not be the centre of attention. Even when he's not trying to be, I think it just you can't help but 
put your attention on him. He's frightening. <laughs> as a performer as well, you get in there and you're like, whoa, I'm dealing with somebody who is way above me in terms of talent at this point. <laughs> he's just he's going to kill everything he's given. And you just sit there on the sidelines kind of like, oh, okay, I should say something at this point. But it's hard to not automatically go into audience mode when you're, when you're next to him. And I was going to ask you about that. As a performer yourself, do you go to wrestling events and actually admire the performance at times and not the wrestling? Can you oh, find yeah. yourself yeah. I think that's probably where I initially got into it as well. Because I, I remember back when I was watching like, late 90s, early 2000s, WWE garbage wrestling, there's not a huge amount of skill in some of those matches. There's a lot of entertainment involved, mm. but you're not seeing five-star classics. Um, and you have to, because those guys were working like seven nights a week, it, it's, their bodies would be in pieces if they, if they were wrestling to the f- full extent of their abilities yeah. every single night. Um, so the, the thing that you really need to sort of draw the crowd in is that ability to act and connect. And that's where the entertainment side of it comes in, I think. The sports entertainment. Yeah, very much. Who, um, who would be your ultimate uh, teammate if you're picking anywhere in the world to be your teammate for WrestleBrainia? And why is it Scotty too hotty? <laughs> as long as it'd be like lots of firemen questions. I think <laughs> I think Scotty would be I'd be on. He hasn't got his hair anymore though, and his hat doesn't have a hole in the top. I've seen pictures of him recently. I'm just like, ah, oh, just a regular person now. Just Scotty too. You're just, Scot- you're just Scotty hottie, not too hottie anymore. <laughs> just a regular amount of attractiveness. As a as a writer, how do you think you'd go working for Vince? Oh, I would get fired so quickly. I'm like, I am a very weak person. Like I, I've got a very weak constitution. You see me next to Matty Wahlberg and he's, and I'm like, oh, I should say something. If I was with Vince, he would just break all my fingers just for a joke. And I'd go, thank you. And then fire me for not standing up for myself. <laughs> that man would you, step on my neck. But if you just write a few fart jokes, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, just some cruelty. I'm just like, ah, oh, here you go. <laughs> I've, I've written 10 pages of bigotry. <laughs> I feel like that's not very well hidden. We write it. <laughs> It'll be just like normal writing there then, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how did you get into the local scene? Uh, same way. It's basically just wanting access to more wrestling and looking for it and going to a couple of MCW shows. Mikey shook my, I was on Mad as Hell at the time um, and Mikey was filming the show. This is years before I met him. Oh, probably a year or two before I met him. And he was like, oh, hi. And introduced himself and shook, it, shook my hand. And then nothing. Like I would just keep go, I'd go to every, every show. Um, and then... Years later, I met him and went to Japan with him and went to Wrestle Kingdom with him. Um, and I was like, did you introduce yourself to me years ago? He's like, oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm like, you did. You were, Sounds a, like you were my fan. You were my <laughs> fan. And now you know me and hate me. It's easy to tell if Mikey's a fan of you. There'll be some sort of a Tosh Greenslade action figure somewhere in his house. Yeah. I think, I think he's only got a blow-up doll. <laughs> just, just got clippings of my hair pasted to it. <laughs> Gee, is that Not with glue. <laughs> Bring you back clag. all that blood from clag, the plant. Yeah, clag. Yeah. That's what we call it. Um, Josh, the, uh, the Australian comedy scene has been put on hold for the last six months or so, or four months or so since yeah. COVID-19. Tough period for, uh, for you guys and, and, and as actors as well. Yeah, the whole, yeah, everything's shut down. <laughs> There's nothing. Mad as hell's still going, luckily. Um, we're back at that in about three weeks. I think we're back on air in a month. 
Um, but aside from that, there's, yeah, there's no work out there. I know a lot of people that, especially like a lot of our writers on the show, uh, stand up comedians as well. Mm. Um, and so a big chunk of their, their income was gone when, um, when the comedy festival was shut down. Same with, I would assume a lot of independent wrestlers and yeah. a lot of independent companies in America when WrestleMania had to be shut down um, or had to, that, that whole sort of little festival they have around it had to be shut down. It's anybody that works in the arts is hurting quite a lot at the moment, I think. But it's not just performers that you see on the screen. It's everybody that works behind the scenes as well. So it's people that have office jobs have almost zero support at the moment. So if you work in the office of a TV show, you're contracted to work that, that show and then you finish and then you get another contract for another show. And so you don't have ongoing employment mm. with anybody. So when that JobKeeper scheme came out, none of those people were eligible for that. So it was basically just, even if they worked consistently through the year, you could yeah. be earning $200,000 a year and paying that amount of taxes. Um, and when that came out, it was basically like, yeah, well, you work in the wrong way. You, you don't work, work the right way. And so you're not included. Mm. And they had all that money left over and decided not to. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing people don't remember. Don't, don't think about is um, all the performers aren't working and aren't getting paid. You've got the office staff, you've got ticket sellers, you've got merch sellers, all those people who, theoretically work in the tourism and arts industry, but they've got normal, like run-of-the-mill jobs. Yeah. All those people are affected. Events management. Like, if you was like, oh, you, you've... Fair enough. If, if somebody wants to have a go at me for playing dress-ups for a job, that's probably quite justified. <laughs> um, but if, some, if you said, oh, I work in events management or I work in research, I'm a researcher on television shows, or I'm a line producer, all of a sudden it becomes a bit harder to make the argument that you're, you're doing something sort of childish and selfish for a career. You've got a real job. Like everyone else that works on Mad as Hell, aside from me, uh, works really hard. <laughs> like the art department, the wardrobe, the makeup people, all those people, like everyone involved, all the camera people, they've got real jobs and they've learned real trades and all of a sudden they've got no prospect of working because everything shuts down. Um, so we're, yeah, everyone that works on our show is incredibly lucky to have a job at the moment, I think. How's the process changed um, with the restrictions and, and things like that? Yeah, it's really weird. Um, so we, I think, were lucky or unlucky enough, depending on your perspective on it, uh, to experience the changes in real time as we went through the last season. So we started off with an audience and then all of a sudden they were talking about, oh, maybe we might not have an audience for next season later this year to all of a sudden on a Friday night, we get an email saying the audience is gone. Uh, so all of a sudden we have to cancel the remaining two or three location shoot days because we can't go out because no one will let us into their homes anymore. And we're all, we go to work, we isolate ourselves in our dressing rooms and only come down into the studio to record our bits. Whereas normally we would uh, be sitting around in the makeup room, talking to each other, watching it together and being all over the place. But it became very strange. I did, I did go into the studio to watch one bit and that was when Sean did Milo Kerrigan for the first time in probably 20 years. And I decided that it was probably worth dying of asphyxiation <laughs> if it meant that I got to sit in the audience and watch that get performed live. Cause that's like classic childhood wish fulfillment. So working in front of no audience, you obviously have a professional empathy to wrestlers who have been doing that over oh, the for a while. It's tough. It's, yeah. It's so strange because for something that, that relies so much on crowd engagement and so much on getting a response for things, the minute you don't hear that, all your years of experience tell you that you've just died. So even if you even if you know logically that there's no audience there, so they can't laugh, the minute you don't hear a laugh for that first time, 
Mm. inside of your heart you just feel this intense pain of having failed (laughs) even though your brain is like no no but there's no one there no one could laugh it's like yeah but if you were good you could make no one laugh (laughs) (laughs) why didn't i pop the cameraman it takes so long to sort of uh, to to undo all that so when we get our audience back which will hopefully be next year um I don't know how that first show is going to go. That's going to be bizarre because it's it's almost going to be like there's this invasive person there. Why are they laughing that at won't, me? That won't shut up. It's just like, can you just let me do my lines? Get lost. <laughs> yeah, it'll either be that or it'll be all the performers trying to outdo each other to be the person who gets the laugh. Well, that's I think with wrestling, someone's going to die in the first week. They're allowed to have crowds. <laughs> but I'm just going to take this bump on the crown of my head. <laughs> It'll be heroic. Think- <laughs> yeah, well, he already tried that. Uh, uh, do you think the industry can safeguard itself with um, these fringe jobs that aren't looked over after with JobKeeper? Or is it just, fingers crossed, we don't have a worldwide pandemic ever oh, again? I think it's just you have to survive it because the government's not going to do anything for you. I think there's, there's a, a lot of sections of the community that the government definitely do not care about. Um, and it depends on who's in as well. That's the other thing. So I think the government general we've got a right-wing government at the moment. I think generally the art sector is looked at as left-wing. It's like, oh, they're all lefties. They're all, and, and look, a lot of them are, a lot of us are. It's something where I think when, when, you've, got a, when you've got the option to throw all your money at the people that are going to vote for you, or throw all the money at the people who have been constantly making fun of you for the last eight years, <laughs> you're probably going to go with the safer option there. So Yeah, um, I think that though what we've really found out throughout this pandemic is the casualization of the entire workforce is an issue, and that's blue-collar, white-collar, and entertainment. Um, so I feel like it's probably something that needs to be addressed, not just in the arts industry, but in warehouses and factories around the country. Yeah, definitely. I think they're, they're definitely trying to wind back as much as they can during this time as well. I've, de- I've really noticed a lot of people trying to take advantage and go, oh, the, the business isn't there. We have to sort of wind back your rights with the idea that they won't come back once the world comes back. And I think that's the, the real danger of the situation we're in at the moment is that people are going to try and fuck you. Um, and you've got to clench because otherwise they're getting in. <laughs> uh, now, you have, uh, we mentioned at the top of the, of the chat that you've got the new book out. Yep. Yeah, that's going to get me in trouble. Um, I, love the, I love the irony to this too, the fact that your favourite wrestler was Scotty Too Hotty and you've written a book about our very own Scotty. <laughs> Scotty, I don't Scotty not hottie at all. Yeah. Scotty, not enough hottie. He was probably hottie when he was um, over in nope. Hawaii during no. the bushfires. No. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe from a temperature standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> not like Josh <laughs> Frydenberg. You look at old pictures of Josh Frydenberg and it's just like, oh. Dreamboat. Wreck my bank account. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Unemploy me, Josh. <laughs> not now, obviously. He's withered. <laughs> So the book's about Scott Morrison's first 18 months in, uh, in the role of Prime Minister? Yeah, it's called The ScoMo Diaries. Um, so it's sort of like an Adrian Mole uh, type. Warwick Todd type situation? Yeah, uh, just going over essentially, yeah, his first 18 months. So it ends right before this all happens. Oh, the sequel's going to be so amazing. So the door is open for a sequel. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And quickly too. So much material. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I think you're onto a winner there. Yep. It's how, how are how are the sales going? I have no idea. It's pre-sales <laughs> at the moment. It doesn't come out till November 17, but it, you can pre-order it at the moment. And so everyone should be pre-ordering it. I think. I think at the moment on Amazon, it's number in terms of the books. It's like number forty thousand. <laughs> so it's in the top forty thousand. It could Amazon. be worse. Of books around the world. But look, if, if he can try and, I don't know, maybe try and sue me, that'll get me in the newspapers and people might buy it just to spite him. 
I think this podcast appearance is probably going to spike your sales a lot too. I think so. Yeah. If, is if there a he, reason? Is there a reason that he should try and see you? Oh no, it's just being mean to him and making fun of him. <laughs> so he's used to that. Yeah, it's just he jokes. He hasn't read it yet though, so. It's not real either. It's a joke. It's a parody. It's not. There's nothing. Nothing in there is actually real. It's just me roasting the government for 200 pages, essentially. I would have thought Malcolm uh-huh. Turnbull might have been a bit more hurtful than you. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he got sued, did he? No. How yeah, good are parody laws, by the way? Protecting. Yeah. <laughs> it is parody. It's. I think when you read it from the very beginning, I don't think any. I don't think I strained to defamation because anyone reading my book would have to be insane to think that it was real. So, for, <laughs> example, like, for example, like, I say that Christopher Pine is a haunted 18th century wooden doll. So that's not... like no. that's, well, That could be real. It could be, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so there are so many targets in that government too. Sorry? Like, the, the, that, that, this government are a gift for targets as well. They do, Absolute yeah, they have gift. given us. Well, everyone's given us a lot over the years on Matters Hell. Like, I, you but think... But Michaela Cash. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Just incredible. She, you should yeah. mention to your co-author of the book, uh, and Andrew Weldon, who's one, yes. of the, uh, one of the more excellent cartoonists around the place. Yeah, he's currently doing all the cartoons. I've seen a few of the early rough drafts and he did the cover as well, which is incredible. Yep. I've seen a few of the early uh, early drafts on some of the cartoons that are going to be through it. Um, and I was crying with laughter, like literally laughing out loud, looking at my phone, just looking at these little pictures. And it's just, I'm very excited for what he's going to turn out. Have you been catching the New Japan Cup? I have. I have been watching a bit of it. I'm quite disappointed that Hiromu didn't get through, but Same. you probably can't have an exhibition match <laughs> like Naito and Hiromu headlining Dominion after you've been off for so long. It's just like, this is what we're bringing back. You probably kind of have to go with your Okada for... Or Evil, but I think it's probably going to be Okada uh, that will end up in that spot against Naito. Ah. I'm hoping it's evil. We've already seen Okada versus Naito. Yeah. Look, it's. I I feel like they'll go safe. I would I would love it if it was evil, but I, I feel like they're going to go safe, and it will still be an incredible match. But you kind of have to bring in as many fans as you possibly can on that Okada, show. I feel like Okada misses the fans more than most wrestlers in that oh, definitely. lineup. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think the in terms of the casual fan and the the Japanese fans especially it's it's weird because I can't read kanji. I don't know what the exact <laughs> sentiment is, but whenever you're over there and you're watching new Japan stuff, you're like, "Oh, they're really popular here. That's bizarre." I thought people hated them. Yeah, it's like Sonata's huge over there. Mm. I'm just really right. upset because my favourite Zack Sabre Jr. didn't get uh, past well, the first At least you round. got his name right this time. I did get it right this time. <laughs> the world's favourite vegan. Last week he called him Jack Sabre Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name, actually. I wouldn't I mind. That. I, I said that. Jack uh, and he got your name right as well, Tosh, which I'm shocked about. That's impressive because my name's not real. <laughs> my name's not the name that you should give any child. <laughs> Given that it means it means bullshit in English, the language we speak. So, <laughs> thank you, Dad. Have you had that conversation with your dad? Oh, many times, <laughs> many times. He's Welsh as well. Basically, so my I'm named after there's a, a famous Welsh soccer player called John Toshak, whose nickname was Tosh. So essentially, if if Dad had have been born in Australia, I probably would have been called Warney. Or plugger. <laughs> but because it's Tosh, I can kind of get away with it. Like, oh, it's exotic. Until yeah. I meet an English person, they're like, your name's bullshit. And I'm like, yes, it is. Hello. <laughs> it's like a Nana swear word. Like, oh, Tish Tosh. 
Yeah, that like a load of tosh. If you look it up in the dictionary, which I found out when I was thirteen, <laughs> it says tosh. Tosh, because everyone was looking. They're like, oh, my name means like, oh, my name's Glenn. It means rolling hills. And they're looking in these name box books in the, in the library. I was like, well, I don't. My name's not in there. Like, oh, your name's in the dictionary though. Tosh, noun, rubbish or nonsense. It's like, cool, thank you, great. So that's worse than mine, which means erect. That's a good a, one. I've got a fair bit of crap for that when you're 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you don't hold a grudge. Yeah, well, look, you can't, you can't let these things get to you. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> Plus, you yeah. can pay it forward in November with your son. So. Yeah, my son, Boner Greenslow. <laughs> <laughs> It's just funny because it's like, no, I'm not affected by this name at all. I'm going to get into entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> I have sort of grown into it. I'm not sure, like, would I have been who I am if I wasn't named bullshit? Would I have become a professional dickhead? Who knows? There's no at way least, of telling. At least you didn't need to think of a crazy stage name. No, exactly. I've just got one. I'm the original uh, Apple. Northwest. <laughs> uh, Kanye running for president, eh? Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, I think with Kanye, uh, we can all rest assured that he'll be tinkering with his campaign launch until well after <laughs> the election has actually happened. And then he'll put it out and it'll be shit and he'll go back and make it worse. I, I'm just hoping it's one of those Richard Pryor, none of the above campaigns. I think he, I think his only option at this point is a write-in um, in some of the some of the states. So, oh, God. probably just selling. probably just help Trump win, which will be fun. Well, isn't he mates with Trump? Well, no, I, I read somewhere recently that he Swerved him. stopped. Yeah, he stopped wearing all that Trump stuff after him and Kim Kardashian got a bunch of people out of jail. So they got a bunch of people pardoned yeah. by pretending to... So it's possible <laughs> that Kanye is... This was, this was in our little Wrestle Friends group chat. It's possible that Kanye is the best worker of all time. Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We, yeah, election it, time. Yeah, it remains to be seen. Uh, this has been fun. It has been fun, Tosh. Thank you so much for your time. I really oh, do appreciate no it. And uh, we hopefully see you at a wrestling event soon. Do you th- uh, well, actually, we, it's something that we're going to discuss in, in our next segment, but I'll throw the question to you. Do you think we'll have live wrestling in Melbourne this year? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I would have said yes a month ago until Melbourne... I would have said yes proved, five hours ago. Yeah, until <laughs> Melbourne proved that it couldn't be trusted. We should um, have been. Yeah, really. Just come on, guys. You don't need to have sex with people in quarantine, do you? Go home and have sex with your pillow like a normal, like a normal person. Uh, if you're a twenty, if you're a twenty-year-old on twenty bucks an hour, it's I a good way of supplementing your income. Those decisions being made. But just put your dick in a toaster. It's not going to kill your grandma. I know. It's a. Uh... Like it's just as dangerous, but it's not going to kill everyone you know. <laughs> Thank you for I joining did. us, mate. Really do no appreciate worries. it. And hopefully we can catch up again soon. Thank you very much. And good, good luck with good luck with the baby too. Thank and the you. book. Oh, and the book, exactly. That's oh, the no, most no, important no. thing. Exactly. <laughs> Josh Greenslade joining us here on the Turnbuckle. Turn it up! Interesting. Turn it up. Welcome back, second half of the show. The music of Scotty Too Hotty bringing us in. Uh, yeah, as you said, Lol, you we've probably never heard that said on this program. We probably never will again. No, no. Um... All I, I will say, Welshie, you owe me $5. Um, Tony did get right. his name right. Because Tony got his name right. You were saying all week he'll say Daniel Tosh. And I said, I back my <laughs> man Tony. He'll not say Daniel Tosh. He'll get his name yeah, right. You would never said you would get his name right. 
Yeah, I did. I so you owe me, Tony. I had you back on that one, mate. Yeah, I thought Josh was fantastic. You said he'd say Josh Green's slide. <laughs> there is there is no evidence of me doing that, Tony. EPW returning July twenty fifth. Didn't they have a show on the weekend as well, like a no they, show? They sort of did. did no, they, they had a, saw something on Facebook. Yeah, they had the the no member uh, the EPW members only show. Why wasn't that on the run sheet? You just ignored that. The wrestling actually returned last week. No, I well, I knew we were going to bring it up. Why didn't we bring it up last week? It was strange. Did I do the run sheet last week as well? Yes. Okay, that's probably why. So EPW <laughs> coming back with their second show on July the 25th. Wrestle Rampage returns on July 24th. Well, hang on. Let's talk about EPW first. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just flagging both. Yeah. Um, you're flagging well, we, the mic we... at the end of the show, though, and you're running through what's going on. <laughs> he just you're read it like... You're just trying to end the podcast. And thanks for joining us. We look forward <laughs> to seeing you next week. Uh, yeah, Probably it's... some of the listeners were wishing for that, too. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, it's good to have some wrestling back, I, I guess. Um, it's good for the people of Perth. Yeah, yeah yes, definitely. Sure. Yeah, And those guys have been training... You know, they did a lot of outdoor training uh, before they were led back into their wrestling school and stuff. So, obviously, the the good people of Perth are a lot uh, smarter and, you know, safer than the good people of Melbourne. We were going to go and do a podcast, live podcast in Perth. Unfortunately, we're banned from entering... I've always wanted to say this, but we were going to go and perform, but we've been banned from... Appearing in the state, yeah, been cancelled. Yep. We're not cancelled. No, 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 no. no not that. No, Just sorry. banned. We're banned, banned from appearing. We're... we're banned from Western Australia. We're not allowed over the border. Yeah, so... <laughs> or any border. Hey guys, I mentioned it to Tosh before, and I'll mention it to you guys. I love your thoughts. Do you believe? Do you think we will see any live wrestling here? In we're in Victoria, of course. Do you think we'll see any here now that we've had this extra six-week lockdown this year? This is a sore point with me, Tony. A sore because point or a, a thought point? Yeah, no, it's a sore point. Yeah. Because there's a certain wrestling promotion that I've got tickets for in November. And okay, they bring so... out a lot of internationals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the original show was supposed to be, I believe, in June. And um, it got put back to November. And there's been no announcement on the show since March. I tweeted them a month ago this week, asking for an update, nothing. Now these shows are a touring show and there's no way on God's green earth that they're gonna be able to get the wrestlers into the country that they've advertised. Surely they should be announcing something and giving people's money back. Maybe they're not gonna refund. Maybe you'll get a, uh, a pepper lunch gift voucher in the uh, mail. Maybe he's waiting for his tax return. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, but it's, like, honestly, like you, it's time for World Series Wrestling to, to sort of make an announcement, surely. I, I think so. Uh, even, even before this, you know, uh, obviously Melbourne is up shit's creek at the minute. But even before that, the likelihood of international wrestlers coming into the country this year is very slim and to not have any sort of update or you know hey guys we're working through just have nothing just have you know silence, other than, yeah. the silence yeah. is deafening yes you know other than the occasional retweet of brian cage um <laughs> yeah it's frustrating um you know myself i don't have i didn't have uh tickets to that show because i was meant to be in japan in june so well, i've got two I'm, Yes, and I was when it got changed. I was going to come along, and um, yeah, yeah. A lot of people have spent a lot. Of, those those aren't cheap tickets. A lot of people have spent a lot of money on meet and greets and things like that. So yes, um, I think it's time for some answers because yeah. um, we've known since probably let's be let's be polite and so we've known since probably early june at the at the latest that the government had already said there's unlikely to be any international travel before next year 
yeah. that tells me that those shows should have been cancelled then. And yeah. and to anyone, to anyone from World Series Wrestling that thinks we're being unfair here, we're, we're not actually singling you out. It's just the fact that we know that there's a show coming up in a couple of months' time and we just don't think it's going to happen. Just let the people know. Yeah, mm. yeah. The, the silence is definitely. I just want, yeah. yeah, I just want communication. That's all. I want to know what, what what's if, happening. I if you come back and you say, if they come back and they say we believe it's still going to happen, that's fine. But just say something. Yeah, yeah. you've got to say something. Yeah. And like, then like you said, you know, those, some of those tickets are expensive. If someone's going to go to both nights and get a couple of meet and greets, you easily can looking at two hundred and fifty dollars that you've already for one invested. Person, yeah. yeah, for one person, you know, really quick. Um, so and to have that money not be returned or communication. Of, oh, I'm not saying it won't be returned. I'm just saying we need to know what the timelines are. Yep, it shouldn't be on me to contact the promoter. You are the voice of the people, though. Yeah, I'll try not to be. Yeah, maybe uh, if I so go buy, maybe if I go buy some furniture in Adelaide, I'll find out. So I ask you the question again, because you've gone as far as November. Let's get into the... Will we see wrestling in Melbourne live in 2020? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Look, at the moment, Melbourne, if we don't... If this six-week thing that we're doing now doesn't work, like if it doesn't work, we're in real trouble. So... um, to put it in perspective, the amount of cases we were getting um, when we got locked down last time, if you talk about community transition, which is the only cases we should be talking about, return travellers, take them off the books. We were only getting less than 10 when we locked down last time. We're getting 190 a day. Um, it's, very, it's, it's easy to see how if we hadn't locked down now, in two weeks, we're getting 2,000, 3,000 well, a day, and we're, and we're our, done. Our good friend from On The Grid, Richard Crail, uh, put this on Messenger to me, which, and he's from South Australia. So you're sort of having a little dig, but not really by saying, the reason you have lockdown is Arizona in the United States, which has a similar population to Victoria, had 187 new cases in April the 2nd. Last Tuesday, Arizona had 4,797 <laughs> new cases. Yeah. So yeah, that's which is, the reason you go into lockdown is to stop that from exploding by forty, by four thousand percent. And I believe a lot of our population is far more concentrated than what um, Arizona's is as well. So we're a smaller state. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's definitely something that if, yeah, if we don't get this right in the next six weeks, um, there won't be any wrestling till who knows when. If we do get this right. Earliest would be December, um, but that's not a good time to run. So, yeah, I don't think we will. All right, let's wait and see what happens with that. Uh, tell us about AEW Fighter Fest, boys. The first uh, night was really good. Oh, it was um, refreshing to have a a really good night of wrestling. Um, you know, from start to finish, I thought it was really good. You know, it's been tough watching the TV shows. I know it was a, technically a pay-per-view caliber card that they're trying to push out over the two nights. Um, but, yeah, some really good matches. Um, you know, some matches there I wasn't sure that they were going to be good. Um, Penelope Ford looked amazing. Obviously, that was her best match uh, in AEW uh, versus Sheeta. So Sheeta's really, really, really good. Um, yeah. And obviously Penelope Ford's doing a lot of work and she's improving a lot because it's the best I've ever seen her look. But I feel like Sheeta as your champion is a good move because I feel like a lot of people are going to get their best matches against Sheeta. Yeah. Yeah. Good for the experience and bringing performers up to her level, um, which, you know, the AEW women's roster has lent a little bit on the weak side uh, recently. Um, the biggest even, compliment you can give a wrestler is that everyone has their best match against you. Yep. And I think that's how you really measure somebody. And that's why I'm really high on, on Sasha Banks is because just about every woman on that roster has had their best match against Sasha. And I feel like yeah. Sheeta will be that for AEW. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, look, I wasn't expecting a lot out of the Cody versus Hager match, but that was Hager's the best he's looked in AEW. You know, Cody, you know, he's really good at his the storytelling of his matches and his storylines leading into matches. Um, you know, he makes it a good focal point. I'm enjoying his uh, TNT title run. Um, it was a little bit of a weird finish, but, you know, that was, that was good. You know, the... The tag match, yeah, Hangman Page and Omega versus the Best Friends. I'm not a massive fan of the Best Friends, but Same. that was a really good, that was a really good match. Um, I enjoyed their yeah. entrance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, them getting a, a title shot is weird to me, but you know they have so their Tony, fans out there. Tony, their um their ring entrance was they got dropped off at the arena by their mum. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Just goodbye, and then they went for their wrestling match. It was very funny. Nice. <laughs> With a packed lunch? Yeah. That would have made it. Yeah. A little premier of orange Yeah, juice. a little brown bag with cash in it or something, maybe. Might have been. <laughs> cash. You going back to your promoter days there, Tony? <laughs> oh, that, was, that wasn't a full brown bag. <laughs> <laughs> that was a white bag with a hot dog in it. <laughs> Statute of limitations haven't run out. Hey, he, Shut up. Then he charged them for sauce. <laughs> Got to get the money back. Yeah, two dollars for sauce too. <laughs> the uh, the other pay per view, of course, was NXT Bash at the Beach. Yeah, it was also I enjoyed. Yeah, it was good. Um, that uh, four way women's match: uh, Tegan Knox, Candice, Dakota, and. Uh, Mir Yim was amazing. It was had had it had everything. Great moves, car crash, good storytelling right at the end. Um, you know, Knox and Candice LeRae got the invested storyline at the minute. Oh, I thought it was really good. It highlighted all their talents. Um, yeah, couldn't great way to kick it off. That's for sure. And something that hasn't happened a long for a long time in wrestling. Um, in the United States is that the ratings have gone up for the final half hour of a wrestling show and yep. NXT were able to do that with Sasha Banks versus Io Shirai um, which was another incredible match yeah um, really good that was so it just shows that the women in NXT are the biggest draws they've got yeah yeah definitely um so such a back and forth match. I really enjoyed Bailey being out there. She's such a great cheerleader at, at ringside uh, for Sasha. Um, it's a good act, those two. I think. Yeah, they, they just work so well together. Even them getting out of the car, coming to the ring. Yeah, the whole package, them together, it just works. Um, and and then Asuka's a star as well. So there's a yes. lot of star power in that match. And um, I'm looking forward to week two of. Both of those shows. Yeah, so yeah, obviously we're not going to get the Moxley title match. It'll be uh, the week after, but I'm looking forward to the, the second night of both shows as well. So the week after is now going to be Fight for the Fallen. Yeah. Um, which old WCW pay-per-view can NXT pull out to to put against it? Oh, <laughs> Slamboree. Bunkhouse yeah. Brawl. Oh, bunkhouse! That really good, good solid bunkhouse brawl would be great. World War Three. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit disappointing. <laughs> could, they, could they get sixty people legally in there in Florida at the minute? I'll um, try, guys. Damn it! Yeah, uh, later on in the year, I'm looking forward to have Halloween Havoc getting called up. That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> Blood on the beach. Bash on, on the beach. beach. Bash in the beach, isn't it? Hey, it was Bash at the Beach, wasn't it? There was a yeah, blood Bash on the beach, the beach as well. What about Road Road Wild? Road Wild. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Uncensored. Actually, it might have been Blood on the Sand, not Blood at the Beach. Blood on the Sand. Are we talking about WCW? Yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, I am. It sounds more like a Motley Crue song. Mm. Blood on the Sand just I'm... seems like a John Claude Van Damme. Movie. Now, I'm sure someone will correct me. Well, let me just guess what the plot of this John Claude Van Damme movie is. 
Did someone kill his brother or father or wife at the start and he's seeking revenge? I think Tony's going to his DVD collection to see. <laughs> no, it's an AWA. You go- <laughs> Blood on the sand. There it is. What does AWA stand for? Uh, American Wrestling Association. <laughs> well, can you please read out the match list for this? Yep, for I this can. Show? Uh, the oh. matches are. There were some big, big names on this before Vince raided them. Or was this at the end? Woody, after Woody, been Woody weighing in at 267 pounds, Woody Wilson versus Mr. Kevin Kelly Magnificent, who weighs in at 288. Uh, Larry Zabesco. Oh, Zabesco? Yep, Larry. No, up against Steve Olzon, Olzonski. Yeah. Not, not Leon, Leon Bullpower White versus Brian Nobbs. That's Vader. That's Vader. Yeah, that was Vader. So this is, uh, yeah, this is early Play- AWA. Playboy and Pretty Boy up against the Midnight Rockers. Yeah. Uh, Tom, oh, can I have this DVD, please? Tom Rocky Stone versus Greg Cagney. And Candy Gagne. Divine. Greg Gagne. Greg Gagne. Okay. <laughs> but, son. It's Cagney with his uh, manager Lacey. And Lacey. <laughs> Tag team. Like, why didn't they do that? He would and have got Ca- a better run. Candy Devine up against Sherry Martell. That's a, not a bad card. So. And then the six-man tag match bonanza was the Russians, which was Yuri Gordienko, Alexei Smirnov, and Boris Zukov up against the Americans, Earthquake Ferris, Greg Cagney, and Leon White. <laughs> Kanye. Oh, yeah, Kanye. Is he running for president? So, hang on. There was a there was a survivor cage match, which had Pretty Boy Doug Summers and Playboy Buddy Rose versus the Midnight Rockers. Weren't they in a tag match earlier? Yeah. Tony, I don't think it's like one a bit card. Of a, I think it's no. Like... You got a bit of a compilation there, Tony. That's good. Um, I'll give that to you, Rosie. You can watch that. Yeah. Greg, well, Greg, Cagney, up in that bed. Greg Cagney, I reckon his dad would have been a good wrestler. Yeah, or promoter. Um, the, headli- the headline for Blood on the Sand, more than a battle, this is war. I like it, Tony. Mm. I like it. Uh, if anyone else out there has a uh, obscure card that they want Tony to read out next week, um, <laughs> so, you know, maybe uh, something from Downing, Mexico, a big... Uh, Oh, one of look, the... he, can't get, he can't get the um, English names right. What chances he got? And and there we go. We've found a brand new segment. <laughs> Cagney. <laughs> he reads out old wrestling cards. That's a bit... That's uh, speaking of... Uh, no, well, this isn't old. It's new. It's New Japan Cup. Before we head off, boys, uh, we had a chat before about it. But uh, anything else you'd like to add? Oh, we should ask Lyle how he's going in the tipping. Uh, a lot worse than I thought I was going to. Did you tip um, Josie? I did. He lost the first yeah, round. He lost. No. He lost um, I yeah. I had a very poor start to the tipping. It's fair to say. Yeah, I I, I believe well. She's beating me now. Oh, um, comfortably. Comfortably. Um, the worst yeah, I can finish is equal second. I I just, I just tipped mine with my heart and with zero logic going into it. I just. My favourites, I just wanted to see them win, Tony. Yeah, no, fair um, enough, too. Yeah, so Saturday night is the the final. Uh, Okada versus Evil. Like what uh, like, like Tosh said, I think they'll just go with the safe the safe bet in Okada. I really wish Sonata would have got the win over Evil and then beaten Okada because uh, I just feel he may have had a bigger chance of beating Okada. It says but... here that you've picked evil on this sheet. Yeah, now. <laughs> no, but you just said you were going to the tipping sheet. Yeah, I'm tipping. Yeah, I want evil to win, but I believe they'll play it safe, like what Tosh said. That's So instead of tipping who you think will win, you've gone the other way. I always tip with my heart. That's it. That's, you um, don't have a heart. Well, I tip with harsh. my favourites. Yeah, yeah, that's harsh, Tony. We've got to stick together, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Saturday night's the final. Um, and Dominion, well, I, I picked guess. Evil. You would. You would. Well, no, I did. 
Who are you picking? Who are you picking, Tony? Okada or Evil? Uh, no, I'm going for Okada. Right. Yep. Okay. It's the one he's heard of. Is it Doctor Evil? No. Uh, no. No. Mm. Uh, no. Okada's my man. Yep. So they're off Jonesy already. <laughs> well, Jonesy's out. <laughs> if Jonesy was still here, I'd go for Jonesy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right, that's it. Thank God. Another good show, boys. <laughs> that's not for us to say, Tony. No, it's no it is. We have to say it, Tony. No one else will. No one else will. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us as well, folks. Look forward to catching up with you again next week. Who have we got on next week? Fuck if I know. <laughs> Where does know. he wrestle? We'll need to think of something, though. Yeah, all right, we will. I'm sure we, we probably will. shouldn't brainstorm now, though. No, no, good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. And Wait don't forget, if you got those, uh, if you got those wrestling cards you'd like me to read, just send them to our Facebook page or our Twitter page, and we'll uh, get them done. Catch you, boys. Catch you, folks. Thanks for joining us right here on the Turnbuckle MyPodcastHouse.com. <laughs>